web at newspress.com. I'm Guy Rivera, your guy in the mortgage industry. It's time to pay attention. Come on, people. Think about it. Welcome to Mortgage Matters. Mortgage industry is not rocket science. Your guide to the information you can use to choose the best answers to your real estate financing questions. If that loan agent tells you that, get up and run away. Now, here's your host on Staten Islay. Your guy in the mortgage industry, Guy Rivera. And good afternoon. Yes, that is correct. This is not the voice of Guy Rivera. At this point, you all know who this is. It's Ruth Ann Bovey with Village Properties. My license is 01751960. And uh, Guy Rivera had some training to go to. Evidently, it's an all-day training. Who knows if he'll end up being any smarter after this training. We all hope so. Just kidding there, Guy. We know you're sharp. So speaking of Guy, uh, and good afternoon, Richard, we, uh, uh, Guy and I announced the, uh, had a great time announcing the Fiesta Parade on Friday, the Horse Parade. And I don't know if you've ever seen him or heard him announcing. It is so much fun and trying to keep him on track, but it, it isn't even him. I mean, we're both kind of ADHD. And, and, you know, have way too much energy. Uh, but his wife and his sister-in-law uh, were, were spotting for us because the information was incorrect uh, of who was coming up. We were right down by Cabrillo Boulevard, on Cabrillo Boulevard, right by Castillo, so the very beginning of the parade. But one of his favorite things to do is the um, horse poop bingo. <laughs> and... I have to say, oh my gosh, I mean, it, it sells out every year. It's $10 a circle, and as most of you know, it's a horse parade. It's a fundraiser for the Santa Barbara po- Police Foundation, and we actually had people that made extra donations. I think we ended up raising almost $500 for the Santa Barbara Police Foundation. So that should be really fun to present to them. Uh, but it, So we have 65 circles on a chalk, and people get a number, and then they write their number in the circle. Well, then the fire department comes along, and they're carrying the hose. And, you know, we are very blessed in this town to have extremely hot firefighters. They are all so good looking. And they decided to show off their hose skills, and it included water, and it ended up washing away half the numbers. <laughs> it all worked out because the horses didn't poop there. Every time they went by, we encouraged them to poop. Hey, can you get your horse to poop in a circle? It didn't work. So we had two winners of $100 each, which was great, and then the rest of us. But, you know, when I think about Santa Barbara, there are more holidays, more parties, more nonprofit events involving wine and beer, more festivals, and we also have the highest drunk driving arrests. That all makes sense. But that's why we love living here, because we have so much fun. 
So anyway, Guy gave me an article to read, and I should probably give you all of his information. Guy Rivera, NMLS number 57662. His BRE number is 01220403. He is with um, Guaranteed Mortgage, as you all know, which is a division of American Pacific Mortgage, NMLS 1850-BRE number 01215943. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, I can tell you about what he wanted me to talk to you about in yesterday's Market Wrap video and MMG Daily. We highlighted how a newsflash or tweet that offers anything positive regarding the U.S.-China trade dispute could shake up this one-sided trade of lower stocks and higher bond prices. And this morning, the escalating U.S.-China situation did receive a glimmer of hope as the People's Bank of China stepped in to steady its currency overnight and prevent it from falling further against the U.S. dollar. This is currently being viewed as a very small but positive step. Nonetheless, stocks are bouncing a bit higher at the expense of bonds. We're also reminded of how fleeting gains can be from one day to the next. Yesterday, mortgage bonds gained 25 BP in the face of an 800-point stocks decline. Yeah, that was a bad one. Had quite a few clients concerned. Some cash buyers I'm working with are chomping at the bit, wishing they had sold last week. Here we are so far this morning, and mortgage bonds have given up. I guess it is this afternoon, isn't it? Um, mortgage bonds have given up half of those gains in the face of stocks gaining back only a fraction of yesterday's losses. Uh, now, this was from early this morning. I don't know how it ended up, but the Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ all suffered their worst percentage losses of 2019 yesterday, though they ended off worst levels. The Dow was down nearly 1,000 points on the trade tensions, but was able to bounce off its 200-day moving average, 25,556, and close above that level at 25,717. Okay, I know he wants me to keep talking about this stuff, but I feel like I'm reading a script, and I'm just not that good at reading scripts. So we're going to talk about interest rates, because this is mortgage matters. It's all about mortgages. We're only going to talk about them a little bit, though, because I personally am not a mortgage person. I help my clients get to the right people, like Guy Rivera with Guaranteed Mortgage, to get their mortgages. But the question is, are they going down? Yes, they're going down. But they went up just a couple of weeks ago. And Right now, from my perspective, it seems that they are bouncing. It's just little itty-bitty baby bounces. So you'll get the fear that they're going up, and then they come back down, and then they go back up, and then they come back down. So I guess what it comes down to is if you currently have a mortgage that is 4.5 or over, then it's time to refi. Evidently, the rates, and, and I don't want to quote the rates because I never know what day they're going to be 
playing this episode, and the rates could have changed since then because they do change daily. So interest rates are down right now. It's a great time to lock your loan. Uh, I want to talk about some really great information um, that the Association of Realtors uh, has, which is the zoning information reports. I know you all have heard us talk about the zoning information reports and how challenging they have been. Uh, You can have three zoning inspections on the exact same house over the course of 10 years when there have been no changes whatsoever. And all of a sudden, the third one will say, oh, the laundry in the garage is not permitted. Well, it ends up that there are no more zoning information reports. The Association of Realtors, I mean, this is crazy exciting. You may not understand it, but it is crazy exciting. And thanks so much to Krista Pleiser at the Santa Barbara Association of Realtors and Bob Hart and Thomas Schultes and David Kim and all of those that helped so much. They went, we all went out and got signatures to try to get it on the ballot. We sent letters to the city council, and it ended up that we didn't even need to put it on the ballot because the city council agreed with us. We shared our stories. And I know I personally sent, I want to say it was three different horror stories that either ended up costing the buyers and or the sellers a lot of money, or it killed the deal, or something. I mean, we're supposed to be encouraging homeownership. And how can we do that when we've got so many challenges that that are being faced? Let's deal with the challenges that we can deal with, get them off the table, and that's what we're doing. So now, rather than having the zoning information reports, we're actually directing buyers to where they can look to see what information the city has, because it's all online. So we can help them do it to a certain extent. Uh, liability purposes prevent us from doing it for them, but we can get them to the right website. We can get them to know what they're looking for. We can help them identify some things that don't look like they were part of an original house to look and see. They can always go into the zoning counter and ask for help, or they can even hire an outside company to do that research for them. It's not very expensive. It's not nearly as much as what the city was charging. And, you know, the zoning inspection started out as being for informational purposes. And it was a couple years down the road that they ended up uh, creating, uh, having violations that were enforceable. And, you know, the fact that there was a lot of information that was mixed up. So, so excited that we have those off the plate and we can move forward. And Richard is telling me that I've yapped long enough and it's time to take a break. So we'll be back in just a minute. The seventh time and defending NBC national champion Santa Barbara Foresters look to win Pool B in Wichita this afternoon against the game day Colorado Saints. And you'll hear all the Foresters NBC World Series action when you click on the Foresters logo on the landing page at newspress.com. I'm John Martin inviting you to catch the Foresters final pool play game at the NBC World Series this afternoon at 1.20 p.m. streaming at newspress.com. This is the place that 
talks about Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara's astronomical unit. Community Matters. Radio, real estate. Money talk. The Andy Caldwell Show. Santa Barbara T-Sports Radio Show. Golf Radio Show. Community Alert. Mortgage Matters. Welcome to the Voices. 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 Voices of Santa Barbara. The CEO Report. Bahar presents about education. Farm to Table Hour. Welcome to Around the World. The Jeremiah Show. History. Friday. The Art and Antiques Radio Show. Garden Gossip. Cook and Fork Radio. Tell me your story. KZSB. AM 1290. All right, we are back. And we talked about the zoning information reports. Hooray that they are gone. Um, Interesting. They're gone in this city. I, uh, my mom recently passed away and um, she'd been sick for a long time. So it was, it was one of those necessary but still difficult situations. But my dad decided to move up to Washington State with my sister. Best thing for him. So we're in the process of selling the childhood home in Los Angeles and we have to get a zoning inspection, which you know, any of the Association of Realtors can get free legal help to try to combat them against the cities. But evidently, whatever that MLS is, they have not done that or haven't gotten it taken care of yet. But it was interesting. I was reading about what happens. They don't necessarily go into your house, which was a big part of how we were able to get them off. Um, it was, a, it, you know, it, it's, it's an invasion of privacy to be forced to allow people to come into your house. Well, the city of Carson doesn't do that. What they do now is, um, well, they do sometimes. So it is my understanding that they will do a walk around the outside, still an invasion because you have to let them into your backyard, and that they want to look into the garage. Why, right? Why would you need to look? What, what do you park cars in the garage? Or maybe you store a bunch of crap in the garage. But whatever it is, it, you know, it, it, why do you need to? It ends up that, and again, this is my understanding. It'll be interesting to see what the report says when we have it on Thursday, uh, that we ha- may have to make changes to the home that are exactly as they had been approved when the house was built. So, The builder had approval to build all of these houses. It's not uncommon for houses that were built in the 1960s to have doors from the house into the garage where um, it was from a bedroom. Sometimes it was from a kitchen or dining room, but a lot of times it was from one of the bedrooms. And they're not allowing that now. Now, I know other times, I know that code now, if you have that, is that the door cannot be hollow. And in this case, the door is hollow. In fact, I realized that the door going from the garage to the outside is also hollow, um, probably not the safest thing, but they're, they're not wanting the, the garage doors to exist anymore. So that was one of the perks of this house was that you could go straight from the house into the garage, but we may have to fix that. We may have to cover that up. I'm hoping my information is wrong. I'm hoping that we just need to disclose that this is something that needs to be done, or even if we have to replace the door, that's perfectly okay. I don't mind 
you know, I want it to be safe and then making sure the big thing is that the garage can have carbon monoxide and you don't want that seeping into the house. So you want to make sure that the wall from the house to the garage is sealed completely and there's no way for fumes to get into the attic, which would then come into the house. So I get that. But if we have to remove the door completely, that would be a little crazy. Um, so again, it'll be interesting to see what they say. And it's, it's been really interesting for me to be on the selling side, as opposed to the agent side, specifically on a house that has been occupied. I, we grew up there. I mean, we moved there when I was five years old, and I'm years old now. So that was a lot of time. Uh, over 50 years, I'll tell you, I'm aging myself. Uh, so but but when you actually go through the process, there's just so much stuff to go through. You don't realize how much stuff you collect. And a lot of it, I got to say, is crap. And, and so for my dad, who is elderly and while his health is okay, it's not great. His stress level is high. His wife of 61 years just passed away. And all of these changes are happening in his life right away. And now he has to go through all his stuff and figure in all my mom's stuff and figure out what he wants to take and what he doesn't need anymore. And I mean, it's it's overwhelming to him. There are things he'd love to take that he just doesn't have room for. We We've worked it out. Looks like I'm buying a place in Washington to put all of the furniture that he doesn't want to get rid of, which is fine. I, I love visiting there anyway. Um, but it's a lot of work. It really is. And, and what I finally said to him, I was like, Dad, if you were going to, if you passed away tomorrow, not that you will, not that you're going to pass away for another 20, 25 years, I'm hoping, but if you were to pass away tomorrow, who would go through all of this stuff? And he said, you would. I said, right, I do it for a living. I mean, I would do it because I'm your kid, but I do it for a living. I deal with a lot of houses that somebody passes away and either there are no heirs or there is no will or there is no trust. Please get a trust. If you own a house, get a trust. It'll make your life, it'll make your kid's life so much more simple. But, but I deal with all of the personal possessions that are in there sometimes. And even when it's not my property, I, I have to be just as thorough because I'm looking for things that are of value that the beneficiaries, whoever they might be. I mean, I remember one house, uh, it was the, the gentleman that passed away. I wish I could have known him. You, you know, going through somebody's house through everything that they own when you've never met them, gives you a really interesting perspective. I wish I had met some of these people before they passed away. Um, but I found all kinds of things. I found bank statements from years ago where the, the accounts still existed and they weren't even aware of them. I found diamond rings that were hidden in linen closets. I found money attached underneath the, you know, the, the underside of a, of a coffee table. Uh, you, I really, you have to go through everything with a fine-tooth comb. My mom had a bit of dementia. She had a large bit of dementia. And 
you know, fortunately, we we knew that she wasn't mobile enough to be able to do some things like that. But still, you have to you have to look everywhere. And, uh, you know, on, on top of that, then what do you do with everything? Once you figure out what you do want to keep and what you don't want to keep, then it's a matter of donating it or, or having an estate sale. And at what point is it not worth having the estate sale? If you're only going to make $100, does it make sense to even do that? Why not just donate whatever um, people will take or give it away for free and then throw everything away, which isn't the best either? I do a little of all of that when I'm working with my clients. I will move whatever they or help get moved, whatever they want to have moved. We just go around and put blue tape on it. And then based on what their what their preference is, I can call in local nonprofits. Um, Domestic Violence Solution is a good one. Any of the, the nonprofits that take furniture or kitchen you, you know, utensils or small appliances or whatever and let them come take whatever they want. On the other hand, if they'd rather us do an estate sale, we'll do that too. And it, it ends up being fun. It's a fun part of the job. But what I like best is that the agent that I know down in Los Angeles that I, that we hired to sell my mom's house. She is amazing. Nikki Rivera D'Elia, she is absolutely amazing. Her mom, Eileen Rivera, shout out to you guys in Los Angeles. Uh, Eileen is their broker, and they are, they do business just like I do. And it was such a relief. I'm out of town. My dad now lives in Washington. I was going to have to run back there repeatedly to get quotes from people for the work that we wanted to do. She said, no, we'll take care of that. That's exactly what I do. Everything that she knew that I was stressing about having to run back because my dad can't do it. I'm the only one that lives in California. It's going to be me. And I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends in my age group, our parents are dying. And so we're all having to deal with these things. And it is unbelievable to have an agent that gets it and that is willing to say, we'll take care of it. You tell us what you want, we'll take care of it. She's going to do the estate sale for us. She's going to donate whatever, you know, that, that's kind of our attitude is let's just donate. So that's where my life is right now. And I'm still busy at work, which is fantastic. Um, when we come back, what I want to talk to you about is disclosures, because that's another interesting part of what I've been going through with the family home is the disclosures and what we need to disclose. So we're missing Guy here. Guy Rivera, get your butt back here next week. Um, we're having a great time, though. Richard is chuckling at some of my attempts at humor. And uh, we will be back in just a minute. Thank you. 
Santa Barbara residents interested in a four-year degree have more than one choice. CSU Channel Islands is a four-year accredited university offering more than 30 academic programs that are interdisciplinary, multicultural, and centered on you, the student. Your professors are accessible mentors who go above and beyond to help you pursue an undergraduate or graduate degree or certificate to advance your career. Programs and workshops in classroom, online, with campuses in Thousand Oaks and Goleta. Call CSU Channel Islands at 805-437-8520 or online at csuci.edu. When it's time to clean your carpets, you should know that some carpet cleaners can leave harmful toxins in your home or office. That's why Wallace Cleaning Company created the four-step cleaning process that uses state-of-the-art equipment and environmentally safe, non-toxic solutions to clean your carpets with your satisfaction guaranteed and your safety in mind. Since 1979, Wallace Cleaning Company has been the Santa Barbara area's premier choice for quick, quiet, efficient, and safe carpet cleaning that dries in two hours or less. When it's time to clean your carpets at home or office, it's time to call a name you can trust at a price you can afford. It's time to call 967-1860 to talk to the pros at Wallace Cleaning Company, where no job is too big or too small. Wallace Cleaning Company, 967 1860. Learn more about the affordable four-step cleaning process that cleans your carpets with your safety in mind. Hi, I'm Annette Jorgensen from American Riviera Bank. As a preferred SBA lender, small business lending is alive and well at American Riviera Bank. With local decisions, fast responses, and an understanding of the local, commercial, and residential real estate markets, we offer you free consulting services as you work to grow your small business. If you need a loan, bank on us. Call me and schedule your free business consultation today, 805-979-3846. Summer weather is here, and now it's time for you to head to Educated Car Wash, the only way to keep your car looking great. At Educated Car Wash, you know you're going to get complete service. They've got a state-of-the-art car wash and technology like the reverse osmosis. That means the last rinse that hits your car is pure spot-free water. You can't beat it. Plus, Educated has an independently owned gas station featuring super low gas prices. Now that's all at the same location, so you get your car wash, you get your gas, and you get yourself on your way, and you're happy. At Educated Car Wash, you'll find customer service that's truly second to none. And if by chance you forgot to include your car in all that spring cleaning you've been doing, Educated also offers impeccable detailing at very attractive prices. Remember, it's Educated Car Wash at the corner of Hitchcock and State, right next to Jack in the Box. At Educated Car Wash, you get great customer service and super low gas prices. It's up to you. Make the educated choice. Choose Educated Car Wash. While Richard and I are back, Guy decided to take the day off. No, not really. He's, he's in training, trying to get smarter. I don't know why he bothers. He's so smart already. I think it's the, the um, we have to take a certain amount of educational classes to maintain our licenses, and that's what he's doing. So we miss you, Guy. But in the interim, you have me, Ruth Ann Bovey, with Village Properties. And I'm here to tell you a little bit more about being on the seller side of things. So um, my dad is 86 and his stress level is very high and his 
memory isn't as nearly as great as it used to be. I'm sorry, he's only 84. Sorry, Dad, didn't mean to make you older than you were. Uh, anyway, um, so I'm working on the disclosures for him. And there's a, it's a boatload of paperwork. So I'm thinking about, all right, I haven't lived in that house in probably 30 years, 25, 30 years, 30 years, I think it's been. And, uh, and he's lived there for 50 years. So what is it that we need to disclose? I mean, I'd hear about things here and there when I wasn't living there, but it's interesting. I sent the disclosures to my sister, where my father is, to have them look over them together, and she panicked. She's like, why are you telling them so much? That isn't going to sell the house. I mean, I talked about a leak that happened 20 years ago that the insurance company fixed. And it was fixed. The moisture was remediated. We never had another problem with it. And 10 years later, they replaced all the plumbing anyway. So, but we disclosed it. I disclosed cracks that I was aware of in the house. I dis disclosed neighborhood noises. I mean, there's an elementary school right across the street. And it's frustrating that they don't even turn their bells off in the summertime when there's no school. But that's the reality of it. You can hear them make announcements over the loudspeaker. You can hear the children playing. You need to disclose all of that. You can hear in the area that, that I grew up, there would be cars going by late at night with their music blasting, and it was loud. Or their engines would be loud, or they would be, I mean, I was guilty of doing it when I was a teenager, too, getting the car, treating it like it was a hot rod and making a lot of noise. Um, the one thing I disclosed which really concerned her was there was a drive-by shooting at my neighbor's house. Nobody was killed. There was an injury, but it was a drive-by shooting. I don't know what it was about. I, I'm betting it had something to do with the sale of marijuana, which is perfectly legal now, but back then it wasn't. And um, my sister completely panicked about that. Why would you tell them that? And I said to her, as a buyer, is that something you would want to know? And she thought about it for a second, and she said, yeah, absolutely. I said, those are all the things that you have to tell. When you're selling a home, you have to tell the buyer everything that you know about the house that might make them not want to buy it. And in explaining why, we're a very litigious society. We have so many disclosure, disclosures that are just standard set disclosures because somebody sued somebody over it at some point. So we have a disclosure for it. So when you ask the seller, what do you know about the house? Disclose every little thing you can think about. I am having all of my siblings put in their thoughts on what they can remember about the house. I'm having my dad rack his brain as best as he can to T disclose everything because it's a great house and it's a great neighborhood and our neighbors are the best ever. I mean, they are just delightful and it won't be the same neighbors forever. But the reality is it's a great little neighborhood, great street, cul-de-sac. We used to play kickball. It was so much fun. 
uh, hide and seek. Oh my gosh, I loved my childhood. And um, you can't really say all that. I guess you could. But when you're talking about disclosures, it's about, you know, somebody's going to want to buy this house. And we just don't want them to come back a year from now and say, you didn't tell us there was a drive-by shooting. And I have young children that are going to be teenagers, and that concerns me. Shame on you. We're going to sue you. We don't want that. So we disclosed everything or are trying to disclose everything that we knew. So enough about that. Let's move on from disclosures and from selling property because this is a show that's about refinancing and about buying houses. So I had an interesting lunch today at Opal. I love that place. Not meaning to give them a random pitch or anything, but Tina and Richard, you guys do a phenomenal job. Um, my lunch was with other mentors from my company. So it was my my manager, Bob Curtis, and other mentors. So I don't know if you all know, but I um, not only uh, have I been teaching the real estate class at Santa Barbara City College, and I ha- am a broker associate at Village Properties, but I love mentoring new agents. I love helping brand new agents get into the business and do it the right way. To me, it's all about training them so that they get it, so that they're doing the right things and staying out of trouble and doing what they need to. But it was interesting when we were, uh, when I was talking with the other um, mentors, we were talking about what's important to teach new agents and, you know, forcing them to read the contracts because too often buyers and sellers don't. Teaching them the etiquette of real estate Don't be late. Don't waste the time of other agents if you can find out information on your own. If your buyer isn't ready to buy, try to take them to open houses and caravans and houses on lockbox. You know, you show them a house that that they're dying to see and you bother the sellers who now have to clean up the house to get it show ready and you bother the listing agent, which, yeah, it's part of our job, but we work really hard and I don't know that everybody realizes how how hard we work. So try to to fit it in when it's a time that is not going to disrupt particularly the sellers. A lot of sellers go to a lot of work to clean up the place. The top producing agents are busy. And if you want to become one, you have to start by understanding what their life is like. Our phones are ringing constantly. And if it's another agent asking for something that is blatantly in the MLS, we're not going to respect that agent, right? And that agent is never going to succeed. So Richard has given me that finger again, telling me it's time to take another break. So here we go. Time and defending NBC National Champion Santa Barbara Foresters look to win Pool B in Wichita this afternoon against the Game Day Colorado Saints. And you'll hear all the Foresters NBC World Series action when you click on the Foresters logo on the landing page at newspress.com. I'm John Martin inviting you to catch the Foresters final pool play game at the NBC World Series this afternoon at 1.20 p.m. streaming at newspress.com. Mesa Produce is there for you when the street market isn't. The owner picks from local growers to supply the finest in all varieties of fruits and vegetables, selecting the best from each and bringing them fresh to you. 
be sure to grab one of their many homemade delicious jams. Mesa Produce is located on Cliff Drive on the Mesa. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Sunday, noon to 6. Mesa Produce, bringing the farm to your table. Hello and aloha from Chuck's Waterfront Grill and the Endless Summer Bar Cafe. Well, we finally got our summer weather, so now you have to get down to the harbor, buy the boats, and see what's happening. We have live music seven days a week at the Endless Summer Bar and Cafe. And Katie Swanson, the manager, has a special summertime treat, fresh local white sea bass for a limited time. The boats have just arrived, and the fishermen have brought in fresh local white sea bass here at Chuck's Waterfront Grill and the Endless Summer. The catch this year looks to be exceptional. It's not all that often that we get fresh local white sea bass once a year and some years it doesn't come at all but it's here now fresh local white sea bass not to be missed (laughs) it's summertime and the kids are out of school and there's no better place to bring your family than chuck's waterfront grill in the endless summer or if you're looking for some adult time that's an option too we have two of the best happy hours in town monday through friday from 5 to 6 30 at endless summer and in the bar at chuck's waterfront grill 113 harbor way in santa barbara We are back. Well, I'm back anyway, and Richard's here with me. I'm Ruth Ann Bovey with Village Properties. And as I was speaking earlier, that I'd had lunch with a bunch of my mentor colleagues uh, over at Opal. And um, one of the other things that we were discussing, and anytime you get a group of realtors together, we love to discuss what's going on in the market. Not surprisingly, we all had somewhat different opinions. Some felt things were slowing down because inventory is low. Others said it would get worse as sellers don't want to put their homes on the market in the fall. You know, my business hasn't slowed down much and the stats are showing that they're still doing pretty good. Um, When we look at the weekly stats, we're actually seeing more new listings coming on the market every week than we are seeing them go pending. So we might have 50 new listings and only 30 go pending. That means that we've got an extra 20 that are going to roll over to the next week, right? So when you look at that, this has been happening repeatedly for the last couple of months. And that tells me that inventory is rising. But that isn't what we're feeling. And, and I, I will agree with that. It's not really what we're feeling. Um, my, my point here is that you can ask 10 realtors how the market is, and we're all going to have a little bit different and sometimes drastically different opinions. Um, what we find, and or what I find, is that Sellers don't want to put their homes on the market because in the in the fall and in the winter because they feel like nothing sells during that time. And the the winter, December, November, December, January is almost always my busiest time. I have more buyers out there looking. And I don't know if it's their CPA saying you need to buy something or you're gonna get hit really hard on taxes or what it is, but I always end up with a lot of closings November, December, and January. Um, so speaking of statistics, 
let's take a look at these statistics. Oh, anyway, going back to inventory. If you are considering selling a home, now is a great time to do it. And I know that we say that, but the reality is interest rates have gone down again. You know, interest rates are still under four and a half percent. That's cray cray. My parents paid 18% interest. I don't even think they ever refinanced. I mean, it was a $28,000 loan, so it's a little bit different. But when you're only making $28,000 a year, it's a huge difference. Anyway, um, it, you know, we do have buyers out there. The more serious buyers are the ones that are out there looking in the fall and in the summer. I'm sorry, the fall and in the winter. So if you have a house that you're going to sell, it's a great time to sell because we are expecting a small recession next year. Um, I don't know when next year, and it seems like not too many people know next year. Um, but you know, get moving on it now because it's going to take you a little while to get the house on the market. You can't call a realtor and say, okay, sell my house and it's in the MLS the next day. It doesn't work like that. It takes us up to two weeks just to get the marketing done for the home. I mean, keep in mind, we have to schedule a photographer. We have to get a floor plan drawn. We have to get the virtual tour done. We might want to get some aerial shots done. There may be prep work that needs to happen to the house before we can even do any of that stuff. We have to write up the commentary about the property. We have to get the advertisements. I mean, some magazine ads, you have to book them a month in advance. In a busy market, by the time the magazine comes out, the house is already sold anyway. But So I do want to talk to you a little bit about what's going on in the market. The uh, Association of Realtors puts out a list of statistics each month, and it usually doesn't come out until about the 10th of the month. So I don't have the full statistics for July yet, but I did pull a few things up myself. So last month, well, the month of June, we had 118 sales. Now this is single family homes and PUDs. We had 118 sales from Carpinteria to Goleta. This month, well, last month, July, we had 109 so 118 last uh, in June and 109 in July. That's still pretty darn good. I don't see that as slowing down very much. Uh, we had 103 that went pending in June and 98 went that, that went pending in July. Again, that's not that big of a drop. You know, when we see 60 properties go pending, that would be a big drop. We also had 20 that came back on the market which means for one reason or another, the buyer decided they didn't want to buy the house. And you can get out of buying a house for a lot of different reasons. There are a lot of contingencies for that. Um, currently active in June, at the end of June, was 460 properties. And I looked at it as of today, this afternoon, we had 607 active listing. So 607 houses and PUDs from Carpinteria to Goleta are ready to be purchased. So that's telling me that the inventory went up since last month from 460 to 607. That's a pretty big difference. And it means there are a lot of properties out there available. Looking at average sold prices. So uh, this is uh, comparing June of 2019 to June of 2018. 
So there were sold in 2019 118 properties. In 2018, there were 117 properties sold. And pending, it was 103 in 19 and 114 properties in 2018. But the average sold price is where it's difficult to believe because all of us feel that housing prices have pretty much stabilized. But these statistics are not saying that for the month of June anyway, year, year to year. So the average sold price in June of 2019, oh, I'm going to tell you 2018 and then make you wait a minute to hear what it was in 2019. In 2018, June of 2018, the average sold price was $1,553,000 and change. In 2019, in the month of June, it was $2,060,000 and change. So that's a hearty, that's like a 25% increase. But we didn't have a 25% increase on property values. We all know that. There might have been a little bump up, but it was a teeny tiny bump. What, what, what happened is when you look at the price ranges of the houses that sold this year, there were 37, and I brought this up several months ago when I was on the show, there were 37 houses that were over a million dollars, under a million dollars. 37 properties were sold that were under $1 million. There were 53 properties sold that were over $1 million, between $1 million and $2 million. So as I was saying, we're seeing that one to one to 1.5 is really the hot sweet spot. One to one two, a million to a million two is that sweet spot. We had 21 properties just in the million to million two range. But but where that, that average goes up is there were six properties that were over five million dollars that sold in June. So there's money out there and they're buying these really expensive properties. Um there were five that were in the three to five range and 16 properties in the two to $3 million range. So we're, we're looking at a lot of properties that are over a million dollars. And I know it wasn't that way last year. This is what I've been harping on for the last couple of months is how it's shifted. The market has shifted. We don't have as much inventory available under a million dollars. I understand that. But you still can get a house for under a million dollars in Goleta, in certain parts of, of Santa Barbara. You still can. It might need some work. But the hot market right now is that million to two million. So those are the things you want to keep in mind. And uh, it looks like we have one last break. And then we have a few minutes after that. So I will be back. This is Ruth Ann Bovey with Village Properties. Covering for Guy Rivera of Guarantee Mortgage. Hi, and welcome to Animal Zone. I'm Arthur von Wiesenberger, and this handsome fellow is Mikey, my adopted pit bull. 
Animal Zone is the A to Z on everything about adoptable pets. Whether you're looking for a bird, a cat, a dog, or even a tortoise, we've got experts who can share their knowledge and insights. So cuddle up with your favorite critter and join us as we explore the Animal Zone. If you want to see more about Animal Zone and other things, check out our website, animalzone.org. Hi, I'm Annette Jorgensen from American Riviera Bank. As a preferred SBA lender, small business lending is alive and well at American Riviera Bank. With local decisions, fast responses, and an understanding of the local, commercial, and residential real estate markets, we offer you free consulting services as you work to grow your small business. If you need a loan, bank on us. Call me and schedule your free business consultation today, 805-979-3846. Summer weather is here, and now it's time for you to head to Educated Car Wash, the only way to keep your car looking great. At Educated Car Wash, you know you're going to get complete service. They've got a state-of-the-art car wash and technology like the reverse osmosis. That means the last rinse that hits your car is pure spot-free water. You can't beat it. Plus, Educated has an independently-owned gas station featuring super low gas prices. Now, that's all at the same location, so you get your car wash, you get your gas, and you get yourself on your way, and you're happy. At Educated Car Wash, you'll find customer service that's truly second to none. And if by chance you forgot to include your car and all that spring cleaning you've been doing, Educated also offers impeccable detailing at very attractive prices. Remember, it's Educated Car Wash at the corner of Hitchcock and State, right next to Jack in the Box. At Educated Car Wash, you get great customer service and super low gas prices. It's up to you. Make the educated choice. Choose Educated Car Wash. And I am back here with Richard. We won't make any other jokes about Guy not being here. We do miss him, though. And he'll be back with you next week, I believe. Uh, He did want me to talk about uh, a couple of new loan programs that he has. Some of them aren't so new, but they're still really great. And I have to say, they really are great. So this one, it's called Expanded Access. So if your tax returns don't reflect your true viability for a mortgage, the, our ex- expanded access program may be perfect for you. So it allows borrowers to qualify for a mortgage based on an average of deposits using your personal or business bank account. Oh my gosh, that's so how I'm going to do it when I buy this place up in Washington. Um, because, you know, as, as independent contractors, we have a lot of write-offs. And when we write things off, or if you, if you have your own business, you don't always pull as much money out of it for your personal use as you would if you were an employee, right? That, I mean, I know a lot of you would understand that. You just leave it in there, and then when you need money, you take it out. Uh, and that's, I know that's what I do. So they will use per- personal bank statements based on a 12- or 24-month average monthly deposits. So loan amounts on this go up to two and a half million dollars, up to uh, borrow up to 85% of the value of the home, which means you would only need 15% down. You only have to have a FICO score of 620. That's crazy. Uh, Second homes and investment properties are allowed. So 
I'm going to be talking about that. I'm talking to somebody about that. And then another one is investor advantage, which is for income property financing. Uh, can give you more purchasing power in the market today for investment properties. So there's uh, investment advantage level one and two and investment advantage pro. So level one and two, both of them, you have a minimum FICO score of 640. Again, you know, FICO scores go up to 850. Mine, fortunately, is just over 800. Yay. Um, it is today anyway. Um, so maximum loan to value, 75 to 80%, which depending on which plan you get. Maximum loan amount to 2 million. This works on single family residents and one to four unit properties. Uh, income documentation is required on the level one and two, but the Advantage Pro, no income documentation is required, but there is a need for appraisal and asset documentation. So that's one. And then uh, home loan options for medical professionals. I know Guy has talked about this one quite a bit. Uh, for medical professionals, just what the doctor ordered, you care for others every day. So when it comes to your home financing needs, let us take care of you. Whether you're considering a home purchase or refinance, we've created a specialized mortgage program with flexible terms for medical professionals just like you. With this uniform program, your student debt can be excluded. Okay, that's a big one. Your student debt can be excluded from your debt to income ratio. I know that I've talked about this before. When you look at your income as a whole, they'll only allow you to use a certain percentage of that uh, for, your, for your living expenses. Uh, and if you have medical expenses or if you have debt, any kind of debt, credit card debt, that gets taken off completely and then it brings the amount you have down. Okay, I'm babbling and it's not making sense, but I'm betting that most of you get it. So I have been told that I literally have one minute left. It has been my pleasure to be here. This is Ruth Ann Bovey with Village Properties in for Guy Rivera with Mortgage Matters and Guarantee Mortgage. Thank you so much and have a great week. It's 